0: Welcome to Career Growth Made Easy with Craig Ansell. I'm your host. Overloaded. That's today's podcast theme. Be honest. When you heard that, did you think, man, that describes me or that describes my work life? Well, you're not alone. In today's world, we're asked to do more. Do more with less. That's less time, less resources. That means less money, people, and materials. The world is fast paced for sure and people don't like to wait. I challenge you though, when you thought about overloaded and how it made you feel, are you productive or maybe just plain busy? If you've ever had an exhausting day and you just couldn't wait for the end of the day to come so that you could finish up what you were doing and then you ran into somebody and they said, hey, how'd it go today? What did you accomplish? And then after a long, deep pause, you answer them, honestly, I don't know. I warn you, you might have been busy. Today's episode focuses on our two largest forms of typewritten communication, that's email and text. We're going to explore the challenges we face with both and talk about possible ways for improving, becoming more efficient, and frankly, being more productive. If that sounds good, stick with us. Speaking of improvements, don't forget the show notes at the end because we have a freebie in there about resume tune up tips. Our guide walks you through today's most common resume mistakes, how to fix them, and there's even some bonus material inside. Let's go ahead and jump right in and talk about work emails. If you've ever needed some info or maybe just wanted to get a few questions answered and thought an email's the way to go, I'll fire something off quick and get a quick response, but then you find their first reply just wasn't cutting it. Then what followed was a series of email volleys back and forth, kind of like a pro tennis match, all in an effort to get the original information you needed or get your original questions answered. I'll bet some of you out there can relate. Worse yet, has anybody out there ever had an email volley campaign go beyond one day? Email volleying takes a lot of time and energy, and it takes it away from our everyday productivity. It stops us, and we have to read and or reply to another email. We become totally distracted from whatever it is we are working on. And if you think about the bigger picture... That means we're at least two times less efficient because not only are we robbing our time and productivity, but the other person on the end of the email that's responding and reading our emails too. Let's switch to texting. I'm going to share with you a real world example of a situation I faced with a local church religious director. I needed some information about an upcoming um, show that we were doing, and I thought, hey, a text would be the fastest way to go to get that info. I mean, who doesn't have their phone on them 24-7, right? I carefully crafted my texts and sent it off. I was in luck because I nearly instantly got a response. So I'm thinking, man, this person's really on top of their game. The problem was I opened it up and it was a one-liner. Sure, you're welcome. I had to put my detective hat on for sure. I had to reread my initial text. I broke it down into five small parts for you guys just to explain what I was seeing. The greeting, a note of appreciation for working with her in the past, the info leading up to my questions, and then the closing. If you think about her response, sure, you're welcome. I don't think it applied to my greeting, and I'm pretty sure it did not apply to the closing. Because if it had, the questions were right before that, and I'm sure she would have answered those. That leaves two other sections, my appreciation note and the info to be honest with you, I got my questions answered elsewhere. Thankfully, there is a fix. And I call it less is more. And I'm talking about content. Now, before we dig into that, I want to address something. There are so many personality types, traits and styles out there. All these affect how we communicate. This episode, though, is not about any of that. This episode is only to focus on less is more and talking about content. If anybody out there is interested in talking about personality, types, traits, styles, anything related to personality, drop us a note at info at And if there's enough interest, we'll see if we can work it into a future episode. A word of warning, as I've seen this time and time again with my coaching clients, usually when we're working towards improvement, it requires change. And you might feel some resistance or maybe even second-guessing yourself when we're getting ready to talk about what comes up next. And that's okay. You see, the human brain is naturally wired that way. It wants to stay with what it knows, what it remembers. So while it's good to change things up, try new ideas, expand and grow, just know that you might feel some resistance and that that's normal. Before we apply less is more, I offer you a little challenge, a little homework. If you've ever had those valing emails, here's what I'd like you to do. Go back, number one, and locate a few of those emails. Number two, count the number of replies that were involved. And number three, if you have time, go back and read the full conversation from the very beginning. If you want to go ahead and pause this episode and come back to us, that's cool. Otherwise, we're moving ahead. If you did the challenge, I'll bet that you were amazed at how much time and effort it took just to review all that information. And I'll bet you I can guess some of your outcomes. Notice I didn't say some of your answers. Why did I do that and use the word outcome? Because I'll bet that I can describe at least some of what your email volley campaign looked like. With their first reply, maybe it only answered part of your question. It gave some info on the topic you needed, or maybe like my text example, you didn't receive any valuable information at all. Your second and additional follow-up volley emails slowly narrowed down the focus and pinpointed what the info was that you needed. You were clarifying your request. Eventually, your questions got answered. You gave up as the number of replies seemed to approach infinity. You did the unthinkable and called the person directly. Or, like me, you went elsewhere for your info. Hopefully, I got you thinking a little bit out there. Before you write into the show and tell me, Hey, Craig, there's a significant difference between emails and texts. I get it. I know. With our less is more strategy, specifically focusing on content, it's really important that we clearly communicate. I have a final example today that, frankly, was very painful for me to go through but it also provided an incredible learning experience, and I'm willing to relive it with you in hopes that there'll be some benefit. Years ago, I asked a coworker to peer check one of my emails for grammar and clarity before I sent it out to a group of more than two dozen, and it included some in mid and upper management. I think it was about a page and a half and three large paragraphs. You should know, I spent a lot of time double and I think even triple checking the work to make sure it was clear, well organized, and well written. I was pretty sure it was going to pass the test with flying colors. My co worker, with printed hard copy in hand and red pen, went to work. I had to hold my emotions back because the slaughter was on. From my very first paragraph, sentence by sentence, they got redlined. What came out of the ashes was a single sentence, only one sentence from my entire first paragraph that had survived. Well, I twisted angrily in my chair as he went on to paragraphs two and three. When the bloodshed was over, yep, you guessed it, only one sentence from each paragraph survived. Three paragraphs, one and a half pages, now three sentences. With a few deep breaths, I calmly tried to ask, That we walk through this example so he could explain what just happened. Even if my three paragraphs were written clearly and with proper grammar, I found out they were unnecessary. Sure, I had the info well-structured and organized. However, there was only one point per paragraph, and ultimately this could be conveyed in one sentence each. You see, this particular co-worker happened to be ex-military, and in one position that he served, he was administrative assistant to a general, I believe. The messages to the general had to be conveyed in the shortest form possible, and this is where his messaging capabilities came in handy. I combined what he taught me, along with my personal, passionate study for self-improvement and high-performance growth along with hanging that redlined email and my computer monitor for the next year plus to help me focus on the concept of less is more. Going back to my text message story, we're going to dig a little bit deeper. I purposely explained to you the problem that I had and specifically detailed out that there were five parts to my text In the middle or the body of the text, I had a thank you message to the lady explaining to her that I appreciated working with her before. I had an introduction into what I was going to talk about and ask a question or questions about, followed by the question or questions themselves. She probably only read the first part of the text and decided to answer that. Her attention was then shifted elsewhere. What could I have done just given the name and the question I had? and thank you. Regardless if she got to the thank you or not, she would have at least seen my question. Since that time, I've had the opportunity to work with that particular church director again. And I have to tell you, if you've ever seen one of those old Western movies where the quick gun draw happens, that's how quick she is with her cell phone. The texts come in, the notifications are up, the cell phone is out, and the fingers are going at it. Quickly, the text is sent, and the phone goes back in her holster, so to speak. I can only think back to when I had texted her and how she reacted when she received my message. I'm not faulting her in any way and I'm not judging anybody that texts quickly or misses some of the information in a text. I think we just have to learn that we can do less is more and in the instance of asking a question, get straight to it and you're more likely to get a response. Regarding my earlier email example, where it was slaughtered with the red pen. Three paragraphs at one and a half pages total, turning into three lonely sentences. We're going to explore that a little bit more in detail. And hopefully this will provide some value to you out there that maybe you can look at your current emails and find a way to clean them up and make them more efficient. I know this will help, especially if you're suffering from the email volleying that I talked about earlier, where you can't seem to get a clear response to a question or clear information on your first request, and it takes several iterations. What I realized I had done in my first paragraph, for example, was I was introducing my email, which is not always a bad thing, but I went into too much explanation I explained I was going to be doing something in the future and to be on the lookout for that, say, uh, calendar invite for a meeting. That wasn't necessary because I should have just gone ahead and filed the calendar invite instead of talked about it. So I could introduce the email with one sentence. In the second paragraph, I talk about the content of the email maybe one or two sentences. I didn't have to go into explanations or expand on anything. Just hit the cold hard facts. In the third sentence, which was, excuse me, third paragraph, which was my closing paragraph, I said things like, and if anybody else needs this email, I didn't mean to leave them off. So please go ahead and forward it to others. And if anybody needs any information or additional information, please send a reply back. Those things simply aren't necessary, even though we want to be nice about it and cordial. People are going to go ahead and forward the email to others out there, regardless if you give them, quote, quote, permission or not, or remind them to do so. And if somebody else really, truly needs information from you, assuming they even got to your third paragraph, in my case, on the second page, they're going to reply to you, call you, hunt you down to get that information. So you don't always have to say that. Now, maybe if you're communicating to a customer, it's polite to do something like that, but at least for internal emails between colleagues or between management staff, get to the point quickly. Write your email number one, don't send it number two. Take a few pauses, reread the email and ask yourself, what does this email truly say? What is the point I'm trying to get across? If you were intending it to be a question and answer email, make sure your questions are clear. Some of the tricks that you can do are to number your questions or to bullet them. That way, if you introduce the email with, Hi there, I have a few questions on Project X, please see below. Now you've explained it. If not, and you put them into a paragraph, they get buried sometimes. Just like in my text example, only the top part of it was read. I think in today's world, we simply don't have enough time to read all the information provided to us because we're getting bombarded, and it's just best to be short and simple and to the point. So, talking about simple, there's actually an acronym out there that might help you. It's called KISS, K-I-S-S, and it stands for Keep It Simple Stupid. (laughs) No, I'm not calling you the listener, or your intended recipient of your text or email, stupid. It's just an old phrase, an old adage out there, and the point is just remember to keep things simple. Regarding emails, what I would suggest you do is just type out what's on your mind. Get it out on paper. Get it out onto the computer screen first. It's a lot harder to create content than it is to edit it, that's for sure. So if you've ever helped somebody, whether it's a family member, a friend, or a work colleague, you notice it's a lot easier to give feedback and edit than it is to sit there and brainstorm together. After you've done that, go back and reread what you've written. Ask yourself a couple questions, perhaps these or similar ones. Does it make any sense? Does it convey my point? If I'm asking something of someone, Is my message clean and clear, and am I doing it up front so as not to lose their attention? If you pass on all these above parts, great. Now, go back and run your less is more filter. If the text you put down isn't necessary, delete it. If you feel funny or uncomfortable when you're deleting it, what you could do instead, and I used to do this so it might help you, is copy it or rather cut it and paste it at the bottom of your email. That way you still have it and you can see what you removed later. Once the email is KISS and less is more compliant, go ahead and reread it. If it flows, you might be done. And then for fun, if you cut out that text and you placed it at the bottom of your email, go read that. It's probably just a a bunch of jumbled phrases or sentences, but you'll see all those types of words and statements you made weren't necessary to get the point across. They were simply waste. You just created a good filter to get rid of the extra junk that people don't need to know and might even ignore in some cases. One other thing we need to talk about regarding emails is something critical, the subject line. You need to make the subject line short and sweet. If it's not clear, your email could be ignored. Your subject line entices the reader to open the email. Without a good subject line, you could be sunk, regardless of what type of practices you follow to improve the body, the content of your email. Let's quickly talk about email attachments, to be or not to be. I would suggest reducing the number of attachments in your emails or, if possible, avoiding them altogether unless absolutely necessary. What you could do is you could refer to the key parts in an attachment and use a screen capture tool or a filter such as Snagit or Greenshot to copy and paste that critical information from an attachment into the body of your email. That might make it more appealing to the eye and entice the reader to actually read the content. Also, using some type of screenshot uh, editor tool, I highly recommend that you highlight the text within the article that you're uh, pasting in, circle it, or draw a big arrow to it so that they understand what the focus is rather than just paste an image in and have the reader have to read into your email to figure it out. Now, we haven't talked about email forwarding, but if you decide at work that you're going to forward an email, you need to determine what parts, if any, you're going to forward along. Number one, don't forward anything if you don't understand it or if it's confusing to you. Seek clarification first so that way you don't forward confusion to others because it wasn't your original email to start with and you're just going to be asked questions or your forward might even be ignored if it's too confusing. Number two, many times you can take out a lot of the bottom of the forwards from prior emails because they don't add value or there could be some potential uh, email volleying like we talked about earlier and there's just no value in it. If you absolutely want to forward something along, think about a succinct way, a kiss way, using less is more, to convey that forward. Maybe using bullets, just a few sentences, maybe number out the points. Don't have the Readers you're forwarding to have to scroll down and read pages and pages of information. It won't be clear to them, and if you went through and read it, you know how much effort it takes just to catch up to the story. So, how could you cleanly and clearly summarize it to make forwarding something much easier? Plus, like I said, delete all that content if you're going to summarize it and just put the key parts in your message to the um, people you're sending to. I hope that helps you rethink how you might work on emails and send them, especially in uh, business environments. Well, thanks for sticking in there. It's time to wrap up this episode with our focus on email and texting. I hope between the various discussions and examples, you were able to glean some valuable information, maybe tools, tips, tricks, what have you, and that they'll benefit you even in a small way, because the goal of this program is to help you improve, help you become more efficient, And maybe work your way to that next step in your job or career approach, potentially to a promotion or to a higher pay raise. If you found this information useful, please let us know. We would love to hear your feedback. You can send it to info at craigancell.com. Don't forget to share this episode with family, friends, or coworkers. You never know who is struggling out there and just some little bit of advice they hear, might just change the way they're doing things and improve their situation. If you haven't, subscribe yourself so you stay in touch with us. We'll occasionally send out some emails with some special bonus content, and we'd hate for you to miss that. We help you turn problems into potential and issues into opportunities. This has been Craig Ansell. We'll see you next time. Peace.